And you have to understand this. This is the worst part. <laughs> Colby, this is going to lose us some subscribers. <laughs> This is funny because like I wrote my like I, I wrote up I wrote my book, right? Right. And this is a whole thing that happened during that whole process that I never talk about. Like I, I had an arrest I never mentioned in the book. Because the book's already like ninety it's like a hundred and it's like over a hundred thousand words. It's over three it's a three hundred and thirty page book and it's like it's just out. It's it's long because there was so much fraud, and right. there's it's you know, and there's other things that are happening. There's relationships and dating different girls and doing whatever. So, you know, you have to kind of say what frauds do you want to focus on. So I there's a little section that I like removed. Well, I was like, you know, that's just more of the same. Don't even mention it. So I'm going to mention this fraud, and I'm this fraud, and I've never actually talked about this fraud. I mean, I've had this arrest. I've never really talked about okay. it. You've heard it. Okay, I'm sure I, you I know you've heard about it when we were locked up. Like I've told you this story, but nobody else's. I've never talked about it on concrete or anything. So uh, like Valuetainment, none of those shows I talked about it. Uh, matter of fact, like American Greed, all those shows never covered this. So what happened was one time, and it's funny because I was uh, so. Anyway, I had, there was this guy who was, I want to say his name was Walter Bean. That, that sounds familiar. I, I mean, that listen, does sound familiar. Like bro, that. like I've, I, that's how long ago and how much fraud there that is. That was the identity you were. Yes. Okay, well, no, I have I, heard the story. Okay, I stole the guy. He was a drug dealer. Right. So I had a friend by the name of Johnny Moon whose father used to live with this guy and buy drugs from this guy, right? So, you know, he was a drug addict. So one of his customers stayed on his couch a few times. So Johnny Moon was a friend of mine. He knew where this guy lived. And he, we drove by the house one day and he goes, hey, he said, you see that house right there? I said, yeah. He said, the name of that guy, that guy's Walter Bean. He actually, it's funny, he goes, he owns that house right there. He's a drug dealer. And he goes, in his nice house, it was worth whatever. Like, I'm going to say 200000 I forget exactly what the amount of the house was. But it's worth a couple hundred thousand. I was like, it wasn't a great area. Right. But I was like, I was like, oh, nice. And so we were driving it, and I thought, huh. So he's a drug dealer. He's a drug dealer that owns that house. I said, does he own it free and clear? And he goes, um, I don't know. He might. I think so. He goes, I think his parents bought it for him. He goes, to be honest, he was like, his parents have money or something. My dad told me. I forget. Right. And I remember thinking, he, he goes, but he's been arrested a bunch of times. Like, that's all he does is sell drugs. And I thought, what a great victim. <laughs> like, if you have to rob somebody, you know, if you have to cause somebody some problems and do something, like, do it to a criminal. Do it to somebody that they're not going to look that. They're, I'm, we're not going to run around and try and solve your crime, Mr. Drug Dealer. <laughs> somebody somebody encumbered the, the title to your home and caused you a bunch of problems and borrowed some mortgages. Like, we're not going out of our way for you. So what I Ironic th you got arrested on that, but go ahead. <laughs> so that property, it's so funny because I, I went downtown, I searched the title, and there was no title. There was no... no um, uh, there was no mortgage on it. It had been bought free and clear. Wow. And um, so I, I go, I look up the house. I look, In public records, there is no mortgage. So I go and I then, I, I ran his, I ran, oh, I know what it was. I created another identity. Or did I find his social security number? I don't know. Oh, I know what it was. I looked up his arrests. 
Yes. And I found his social security. He'd been arrested so many times over such a long period of time that if you actually went and you actually got their arrest record, it actually had his social security number like written on it or something. I forget. You know what a lot of times, the Freedom of Information Act, listen to this. A lot of times they would actually take white out, you know, the white out sticks, yeah. and they would white out. The, the So you white out, not just you can scratch it off. They would actually go, oh, here's this, here's this police report report from uh, 1995 and they take like a whiteout stick and they go eh, eh, right over your social security number and then they mail it to you. And then I just, <laughs> there you go, 2770, you know. So somehow or another, I think, I think, I wanna say I got his social security number. I so long ago, I can't remember. Regardless, I came up with a credit profile for him. Didn't, I don't, I think it wasn't great credit, it, whatever, but he did own a house worth 200,000. So then I, I applied for several mortgages in his name. I had a buddy of mine, this is how I get caught by the way. I have a buddy of mine who was an appraiser. His name was Robert Toma. Robert Toma then did an appraisal on the house, never went in the house, used pictures from other houses, put it together. And then I actually, instead of using Robert Toma's appraiser, he doesn't want, obviously he doesn't want to be listed as the appraiser. I got, I used the appraisal of another person, another appraiser. I'm going to fast forward because this is whatever. The point is, is that I borrowed like three mortgages on this house, probably $150,000 on each mortgage, whatever, like $400,000. I went and opened up bank accounts in in his name. And then I uh, borrowed the money, went to closings, got the money, put the money in the bank and was removing money uh, from the bank. While I was removing from the money from the bank, what ended up happening was one of those one of those mortgage companies saw the appraisal and one thing was off on the appraisal. It said, instead of it saying it was in an an urban area, it said it was in a rural area. So they contacted the original appraiser to tell, ask him if he could change that. And he said, I didn't do that appraisal. And guess what? He happened to be a retired sheriff's deputy. Well, retired sheriff's detective or investigator, whatever they call them. He contacted them contacted their fraud department. They looked into the whole thing. They came back. They set up a sting. <laughs> they followed me from one of the banks. They, fought, they, they staked out the, uh, like the UPS store that I, at that time it was called, they were called mailboxes, et cetera. Right. Had a mailboxes, et cetera. I went to in the middle, used to go to it like 11 o'clock at night, I'd drive there when it was closed. You had to have a key to get in. You open your box, you get your box. They were there staking it out. They follow me for a couple of days. They arrest me. Here's how they arrest me. By the way, they staked out my office too. So they were staking out my office and I, and I, we, we, I was getting a divorce and I was thinking, that car's been over there a while. So I actually had one of my mortgage brokers actually said, I'm gonna go find out who it is. He walked over to the, the car that was parked in the parking lot, watching it, like been there for days. Right. You know, different cars, but it was always like, you could tell it was like, that's a cop. Just sitting in the car. Right. He walked over one day, walks up to the window, and the guy's just staring at him. He rolls the window down, and he goes, excuse me. He said, um, man, you've been sitting here for days. What's, what's going on? The guy goes, why are you approaching me? He goes, I'm approaching you because you're in the parking lot. He was actually across the street from our parking lot. Right. He goes, you've been sitting in the parking lot. I th- we think you might be watching our place. What's going on? And the guy goes, don't approach me again. Walk away. Go back to your office. Do you understand what I'm saying? He goes, Hey, bro, what's going on? The guy flashes a badge and he says, hey, he says, none of your business what's going on. Go, go. And so the guy walks back. That guy was Dominic Ferreira. 
that was one of my brokers. <laughs> so he walked over there. So he goes back, whatever. So I remember that. And so well, a, day, a day or two when, later. When, when Dominic brought that news to you, what, what did you do? You know what I thought? What? I thought that they were staking out another one of the businesses. Or I thought maybe it's like when Dominic said he, Dominic said he flashed a badge. He's like an investigator. Dominic said he might be a private investigator. Right. Like maybe he's not a cop. Right. He didn't say, he said, I didn't really see what the badge said. He said, I just left. He, he seemed like serious. <laughs> so we started thinking maybe my ex-wife or my soon-to-be ex-wife was having me followed. Because <sighs> it was that kind of a divorce. It wasn't a, an amicable divorce. Right. So I was like, man. So I was like, okay. So I'm still not thinking I'm in trouble. I, I, I wasn't, didn't feel like I was in trouble until one day I went to go check my box and I was driving back in my car at an Audi TT Quattro when they had first come out. Loved that car. So I'm driving this little Audi and I noticed, it was a buddy of mine was with me and he said, he noticed somebody was following me. Right. I actually got into a high speed chase with the cops. But here's, here's the funny thing. You know how I knew the cops were following me? We got on I-75 because I was checking, the box was in Brandon, which is like a 20 minute drive from Tampa. It's another city outside Tampa. And so my office was in Tampa. So I got on I-75 and as I'm driving down I-75, he's like, I think that cop, that car back there is following us, bro. They've been here at such, you know, for this long. I saw him over here. I think that's a car. I was like, really? So I pulled over and just stopped. The car pulled over and stopped. Get out of here. So now we've he got made this. made that obvious? That obvious. Like, but they're just like, I'm like, oh my God. So I was like, oh my God, the other day, one of my brokers, there was somebody parked across the street. And I saw I tell him, I'm like, the, the guy, they went out and then they checked and he was, said he was an investigator. And he showed a badge. And of course, this guy's, this guy sitting next to me is like, what am I hanging out with you for? What's going on? You're, you're an arch criminal. What, what are you doing? I'm like, he's like, well, what happened? I'm like, oh man. Okay, so there's this guy. I borrowed like three mortgages on his house. I've been taking the money out. He already knows I'm I'm all corrupt. And he's like, fuck. I remember he I remember he goes, How do you think of these things? He's like, I mean, I was like, bro, I got bigger problems than breaking this down. Well, how exactly did you I got an issue? We're sitting on the side of the road yelling at each other. So I drive off, the car comes up behind me, keeps going, follows us. No problem. Now we realize like there's two cards. So we then I try and lose them, right? At one point, I think I lose him, and then he sees we see another car. And we're like, okay, then I race around in the back. So I'm really racing around at this point. And then at one point, I think I've lost both of them. But then when I go back to the office, I pull up in the office. One of them's like already at the office, and another one pulls up. And it's like, okay, they're doing some kind of chase you down thing that I don't know how to do. And doesn't matter anyway, because they already know where I'm at. And one of those cars was the car that was across the street. Like, I'm done. So at the end, end of the day, I go to pick up my son. I jump in my car. I take off. I'm driving down these little back roads, driving around a little lake. Like there are back roads, you know, in, in Florida. Like there's lots of little, you could have a major city. And then in between intersections, there's just these little tiny back roads that are, right, go right. around little ponds. And they're in the middle. And so I'm kind of driving fast and everything. And, the, and I, then I realize they're behind me. And then as I'm going, I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's behind me. I'm going to pick up my son. I don't want this guy. Right. Like I don't want to be in, this guy chasing me around with my son in the car. And I'm like, oh man, I remember looking at him and looking up and this car pulls up in front of me. And then there's a, next thing I know, cop car, cop, no, sorry, sheriff, sheriff, like boom, boom. I'm like, I lock up. I'm like, holy man, bro. 
there's like three cop, three or four cop cars. There's a couple undercover cars. They jump out. They pull their guns. They do the whole thing. All on a mortgage. All because of a couple of uh, mortgages and an identity theft. So here's what I found out had happened. What had happened was this. When they found out the whole thing, they actually went to Walter Walter Bean. I really want to say it is Bean. Yeah, it was Bean. Um, so Walter, they go, went to Walter Bean. They actually, because he's a drug dealer, they brought him downtown. They questioned him. <laughs> they insisted it was him. They were they were ready to throw him in jail. He's screaming it's not him. He doesn't know anything about it. They search his house. <laughs> they, they really put like this guy through hell. Um, and they come back and but they let him go because they were like we couldn't find anything. And you have to understand this. This is the worst part. <laughs> Colby, this is going to lose us some subscribers. <laughs> So here's the worst part. Keep in mind, this guy's a scumbag, okay? Oh, okay. So okay. he's a scumbag. So don't judge me on this. I don't want to hear any crap. Fuck you, okay? It was at a bad time. It was a bad time. He was selling drugs to kids. He's, drug, he's selling drugs to kids. There you and go. pregnant women. <laughs> Hard drugs, like <laughs> marijuana and ecstasy. Right. No, I'm just joking. I don't know what he was selling. Anyway, so my goal, you know what I was going to do? What? Colby's laughing. So the appraisal's in his name. Everything's in his name. So they think it's him all the way. They, 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 they I just took, took his idea. Yeah, but you know, luckily, like the luckily for him, the people that I'd gone to the closing with are all basically when they're being shown a picture of him, they're like, ah, that they can't ID him. That might be him, might not. I don't think so. I don't know. He was significantly older than me at that point. I was in my early thirties. He was in his in his late so his, white guy. Yeah, mid to late fifties though. <sighs> And so they, they're thinking that you are the guy that came to the closing. Uh, they're thinking he no, is the guy that came to the closing. Initially, but nobody could ID him. But they're they're trying to ID him off of you saw this guy a month ago and right. in a, in a little, little black and white picture that's been copied multiple times now. So it's like it's not him. It could be him. He could be working with him. Like they don't know. Right. He probably knows him. So he's involved in it. He's a he's been in he's been in state prison three or four times. He's been arrested fifteen times. I mean, you know, he's he's involved. It's right. it's a scam. It's, <laughs> so I was literally my whole plan when I had gotten all the money out, and I'd gotten out a couple hundred thousand dollars. When I'd gotten out the whole thing, my plan had been to take the appraisal and mail it to him. Think about it. If you own a house and you get an appraisal in the mail that you ordered, right, on your house. Everything was his name, his name, his name, and is it a full appraisal? You wouldn't throw it out. Like if it just got it from some random appraisal, appraiser, right. or they didn't even have to have a return address. Right. I just stick it in your mailbox. You're not going to throw it out. So You're going to keep it. Kept, he would have kept that, and that would have raised the value of oh, his property. Raised the value? What are you talking about? When the cops had had searched his house, they, oh, they found, found the, the appraisal. Think about it. That's the so appraisal. You're, you're, you're putting a nail in his coffin. Oh, it was worse than that. I had bought dummy cell phones. I was going to take the dummy cell phones, wipe them down, and I was going to leave them in his front, at his front door, like in a box. <laughs> if you walked out your front door and you saw a cell phone, a brand new cell phone in a box, are you not going to pick it up and throw it in the garbage? You're going to take it inside. You're going to think somebody delivered this by accident. Right. I need to keep this. What if they come by? And he's a, keep in mind, he's a scumbag. He's most likely going to pull it out and fucking open it and try and use it or maybe sell it, whatever. He's going to keep it. Like right. I was basically going to take all of these a lot of this stuff and drop it off at his house. Most people are going to pick it up and bring it inside so that I knew if he ever got his house got searched, which I assumed it would be, 
they're going to find a lot of the stuff that he says he doesn't know anything about. You had the (laughs) appraisal. You had like the laptop, all these documents. I had a laptop I had bought specifically, and I'd written up all the documents on the laptop. So you've got a laptop in your house that has all the documents on it. Everything's in your name. You've got the cell phones that were all used. Could you imagine him sitting there with the cell phone on him? And the cops are like, so you don't know anything about this? No, I don't. And they called the number, and he goes, oh. Hold on a second, I gotta call. <laughs> yes? I mean, they'd be Yikes. like, yeah, what? Oh, why are you calling me? <laughs> this is the number that was used. Oh, no, no. See, what happened was someone dropped this off at my front door. I've been using the phone. Sure, you have. I mean, he would have been, look, the pay, fake pay stubs that I had made were on the laptop that he had. So, I mean, he's gonna have some, he's gonna have some splaining to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's gonna be an issue. Right. For old, old Walter. And don't judge me, okay? I know you guys out there, you're judging me. You're saying, what a scumbag. Stop it, okay? This isn't a school teacher. (laughs) Anyway, point is, what happened was I did get arrested prior to being able to. So they arrested you that day that they followed you and through the Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it was like the day they, oh yeah, the day they tracked me. Oh, they arrested me. They grabbed me, they handcuffed me. I remember when they searched my car. At the time, I had a concealed weapons permit. So they find a gun. But I have a concealed weapons permit. They find bullets. Like they, when they're like grabbing all this stuff and they're like, this is what cracked me up. When they're grabbing all this stuff, they're like, oh, weapon. Boom. That's an extra this much. Oh, you got a bullet. You got bullets. Oh, that's an extra this much. And I want the concealed weapons permit. Bro, what are you talking about? Like it's in my wallet. You know, I mean, they're like, oh, like how did they, I always wondered about this. How did you do all this research into me? arrest me and not know I didn't have a concealed weapons permit. Like you would think that would come up. But anyway, that's the whole thing about the government. The left hand doesn't always know what the right hand's doing. Well, true, but they didn't know really who you were. Well, they, at that point they, they had my car. They, they knew my, they had my tag. They're going to my office. They're going to a mortgage office. Yeah. Like they know mortgages are involved. They just know you from going to the box. (laughs) They knew me from following me in my car. And I thought, and I was, look, had the appraisal not, had the appraisal, had that one box had urban instead of rule on it, and they not had to call that appraiser. <laughs> you would have got away with that, Scott. Oh, I would have gotten away. Because think about it. By the time I got the money out, I never go back to the box. So by the time two months later when these property, these these loans start to foreclose, these lenders start to foreclose on this guy, and he goes to the police and says, look, these guys are, this is what happened. I don't know what's going on. By that point, um. You know, by that point, I'm never, you know, it, it, were they, the only things they had was they had a, a UPS box, right. mailboxes, et cetera. You know, they've got a couple, they've got like an abandoned address where I was also getting mail, but it was a house I had no association with. But it was a clean house. It was it was up for sale or it's for rent that I would get cards to. Uh-huh. I listen, I'd even had stuff mailed to his house and drove by and opened the thing and grabbed it out of his box. Like knew when that when it was coming. Went and got it. So I've even got stuff being mailed to your house. I mean, and even if he had gone to them and said, hey, I'm being foreclosed on. I don't have anything to do with it. And they go, do you mind if we look through your house? Sure, no problem. He's not smart enough to realize the appraisal that I got in the mail a month ago or two weeks ago or two months. He's not smart enough to know that. He's not smart enough to realize, hey, that laptop that I've been, that I got somebody left. He's not going to be thinking any of that. Right, right. My point is, he's going to basically, oh, yeah, you can look around. Sure. They're going to be like, oh, nice laptop. Yeah, 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 thanks. I appreciate that. Like, he's not going to say, oh, I found it and I've been using it. You know, right. he's going to, he's a scumbag. Yeah, he wouldn't even associate that. Right. He doesn't, nobody, people don't know how the process works and they don't understand. He does. he thinks, he's 
feels like I haven't done anything, so of course I'm going to be an open book. Right. Not realizing that the law enforcement will take the, the path of least resistance. Right. We have enough to convict you. Does it look like it's possibly not you? Yeah, we think you could be set up, but no way a jury believes that. <laughs> Arrest them. Like, they don't care. Right. We got, you know, it's like grab somebody. Right. Grab, round up the usual suspects. Right. Anyway, they took me down. When they arrest me, they put me in the back of the car. They take me downtown. They process me. That was the first time I'd ever been arrested. That was rough. Because <laughs> I was, first of all, I was cocky. I was kind of cocky at first. Right. But then you spend that first night in jail. You had to spend the night? Oh, I spent like two or three. Keep in mind, there's like there's like two, three hundred thousand dollars missing. So they're they're not saying, oh, there's twenty thousand. There's like three hundred, four hundred, there's like four hundred thousand dollars in mortgages, right? There's like 150, 150, 150. There's like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow. And I had was still draining the accounts, but I still had a couple hundred thousand. So there's they, a couple they hundred. Seize that. Well, I had to tell them where it was. They, they did seize it, but I also had to tell them like where it was because a lot of the money was like in cash. Like I had some money in cash. Listen, they actually had brought me to, I had opened up a bank account and what? a safety deposit box. They brought yes, me. Yes, they know that stuff. They brought me there. To open it. it yes, yeah, so the bank, when the bank opens, I'm there with two cops, walking in with two cops. You imagine how does that feel? In, in, somebody, in somebody else's name. Like this isn't even in my name. So they did that. Yes, they walk me in there. We go in, we sign it, we open the box. They open the box, they look, they're like, boom, there's all this cash in there. There's all kinds of stuff in there. They're like, oh, they took everything. <laughs> took everything. So you bonded out, they, they arrested you, you bonded out. Paid right? them, paid the money. Whatever happened to that case? It, well, I mean, I, I, I got, I was placed on probation. I gave them all the money back, so I'm good. But the thing is, uh, um, keep on, I was at that point, like I needed to stop that case for a very specific reason, I was running additional scams. So I'm, I'm at that point. I borrowed money in the name. I was at that point. I was already borrowing the money in the name of Lee Black, of uh, um, green. yeah, blue, green, yellow, silver. Like I'm already running another scam. You just happened to catch me on this scam. On the bean. Like I've got to put. I got to. What do you need me to do? Like I got to shut this down as quick as possible. <laughs> and the whole time I'm lying to them. They're like any other. Uh, nope. Nothing. This is it. You got me. You got me, coppers. What do I need to do to get probation? So I get probation. And this is the thing, too. Like, I can't eat. There's not like I can cooperate. It was just me running the scam. Like, the only involvement of anybody else was Johnny Moon, who didn't even know what's going on. I'm driving by. Donnie, hey, look at that. And I thought, Rolodex. Put that in my mental Rolodex. Look that guy up. Like, so Johnny Moon knew about a lot of the scams, but he didn't really wasn't involved in that scam. You know, so it's, I'm the only person involved. So I paid him back immediately and, you and pled guilty. You didn't include that in the story, but I do remember that. That's yeah, like, I didn't include it because it, it's, it's, it in and of itself, that could irrelevant. be, that could be, well, it's irrelevant in the context. Like there's lots of little scams I was running. Like, do I talk about the one scam where I did this and I made $80,000? Right. No, it's silly. Like that's five pages. That story I just told you just now, that's an extra 30 pages in a book. I'm right. already at 330 pages. It's not like I don't already have enough good stuff. Right, right. Like, that's just stupid. That's right. a whole, that right there is a whole crime. That's a whole story in and of itself. Right. Instead, I, so I already had tons of those stories. So, plus I got arrested by the local cops. It was embarrassing. 
It's the local cops. It wasn't feds. It wasn't. It wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah, it's the locals, and it was embarrassing. I got it got arrested by the locals. I mean, come on, seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's a little shame. Understood. Understood. I felt like I'm. I you know I don't commit state crimes. It's embarrassing. <laughs> And I thought that's all I committed was state crimes. 